even in times of great disappointment, frustration with the Green Bay Packers even, we can say one thing, especially on days like today. At least we're not the Bears. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Lombardi Town Brews, where I'm your host, John Delray. A little bit shorter of an episode today, not as much to discuss, but did want to hop on here, give kind of this midweek roundup of the news and notes really since Monday, and beginning to look ahead to the New Orleans Saints matchup this coming Sunday. One quick programming note, tomorrow, I said earlier this week, we'd hop on, we'd do it live. Well, it's coming tomorrow. That would be Thursday at 3 p.m. Going to do a live Q&A. That's 3 p.m. Lambeau time right here on the YouTube channel, if that's where you're watching. Uh, so a live Q&A, Claudia and I'll be here hanging out, talking Packers tomorrow, Lambo time, 3 o'clock p.m. Again, tomorrow is Thursday. So without anything else, let's go into the news and notes. Let's get it kicked off with an injury report. There were three Packers today that did participate in practice in some manner. They just went down officially as limited. That would be Lucas Van Ness, Christian Watson, and Rashawn Gary, all limited today. The three Packers that didn't practice at all today would be David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, and Aaron Jones. Now, Matt LaFleur in his press conference was asked about Aaron Jones, and in that conference, Matt LaFleur said that he's coming along. Interpret that how you will. When it comes to Elton Jenkins, Matt LaFleur was asked, you know, since the Packers didn't put him on IR, is that an indication that the Packers may be hopeful or viewing this as a potentially week-to-week -week injury as opposed to a long-duration injury? And Matt LaFleur basically said, yeah, which is very good news. Basically, like it sounded the other day when Elton Jenkins had this massive brace on his knee and was talking about, like, I don't think my season is over. To say you don't think your season is over kind of indicates that this is still going to be extended. At least the, that's how I interpreted it. But yet here we are, the Green Bay Packers selecting not to put Elton Jenkins on IR, at least to this point, so that they can get him back in the game as soon as they're ready. Remember, if he were in IR, it's a good four-week like minimum that he's going to miss. Packers obviously hopeful that they can get him back before that. So that's very big news for the offensive line. Now. Also news for the offensive line, David Bakhtiari again did not practice today. And as you know, all too well by this point, there's been lots of conversation in lots of different circles about whether David Bakhtiari set out of the game because of turf, whether the medical staff held him out. You know, after the game, Matt LaFleur said that it was because of swelling in the knee. So was it actually the injury, etc.? There were just lots of questions. Okay. And it was some very logical trains of thoughts that went, hey, Bakhtiari, he he hates turf. He's outspoken about that. This is the first turf game of the year. Rodgers just got hurt on turf. Is that maybe it? Or on a, on a worse side of things, is it the fact that we're still having health problems with that knee? Is the knee still not healthy? Now, not that the knee is ever going to be healthy, but are we still doing this? Week in and week out, is the status of the knee always different? And it certainly sounds like that's the case. David Bakhtiari today took over 20 minutes with reporters at his locker. And he 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 said some stuff. <laughs> Let's just say that. I mean, he went off about people uh, accusing him of purposefully quitting 
of giving up on his team, of not playing on turf and making that purposeful decision in a form of protest. He talked about how asinine that is. He also talked about how, yes, it is basically discouraging that at this point there are still problems with the knee and he has to respect the knee's limits. But he also made it perfectly clear that his absence was due to the knee, not because of anything with turf. And then that did lead to some nice conversations with the reporters. One person asking, you know, have you considered retirement because this knee is still an issue? And Bakhtiari basically went on to say, sure. I mean, I probably have had the silent conversations to myself, but you know, the short answer, of course, abbreviated here is basically like, I'm too good to just retire. I can still, when the knee allows me to play, I can still play at an incredibly high level. And that's factually accurate based upon when he did play last year and even based upon his week one performance this year. He is still one of the best left tackles in football when he can actually play. And then he also went on to say that when, when that retirement conversation comes, it probably is going to be from a doctor going, hey, man, if you continue to play, your knee is degraded to a point where we're concerned about you being able to move at all post-retirement. He goes, then that's probably at the point that it's time to hang it up. And frankly, I mean, that's a worthwhile point of view. Put yourself in David Bakhtiari's shoes, right? He still really enjoys playing football, still wants to compete, still likes playing for the Packers even. He did say that. He wants to give to the franchise. And he's still very, very good when on the field. It is incredibly frustrating for him to still have to deal with this later. And of course, it's frustrating for everyone involved. For the Green Bay Packers, too, you as an organization, how can you look at a guy that is making so much money and say, for the rest of his career, we don't know if he's going to play this week or this week or this week? Like it's it, That's tough. It's a tough situation for everyone involved. There's no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, at least for the rest of this year, this is where we are. And David Bakhtiari hopefully is able to achieve a place of stability, like he did for most of last year, in the knee, that he can get out there every Sunday, Thursday, Monday, whenever the Packers may potentially have a game. One thing that I neglected to say earlier in this conversation is MJ Hurley on Twitter, who has a podcast, has done some reporting. Um, he said that according to his sources, David Bakhtiari is unlikely to play this coming Sunday. Uh, I have not followed Hurley for that long personally. Um, so whether you choose to believe that or not is really kind of up to you. I'm not saying that he's wrong. I'm not denying the fact that he has sources. I'm just saying it's now out there. He put it out there and he said, according to sources. So take it for what you will in terms of the validity of the messaging. Now, one thing I did want to talk about is obviously Elton Jenkins. He's not going to be playing like we know that this coming week, he's going to be out. Okay, so what are the Packers going to do at the left guard position? Matt LaFleur was asked at his press conference today if Zach Tom's versatility makes some of these decisions easier in order to get their best five on the field. Because we know that that is Matt LaFleur's philosophy above all when it comes to the offensive line is get your best five out there. And Matt LaFleur, when asked, said, yeah, it does. Which leads me to believe that they are seriously contemplating putting Zach Tom as the starting left guard in Elton Jenkins' absence and then putting a different tackle out there. What I personally would do, because Zach Tom, to this point, 
two weeks into the season. I know it's young in the season, but still, it's a fact. To this point, through week two, Zach Tom is one of the best pass-blocking right tackles in the NFL, period. Pick out basically any metric you want to, pass, rush, win, raid, all this stuff. Put out any advanced stats. Zach Tom is one of the best pass-blocking right tackles in the NFL to this point. I want him to stay there. If you have one of the best at a certain spot, leave him alone and let him do his thing. But I don't think the Green Bay Packers are going to do that. My preferred offensive line, assuming David Bakhtiari is playing, would be David Bakhtiari. And then at left guard, for right now, if he can, I put Sean Ryan at left guard. Myers at center, John Ryan Jr., Zach Tom, right tackle, right? Now, that is based upon, of course, whether Sean Ryan can competently enter the game, which we don't really know. We saw flashes in preseason. He had overall a good camp, but we don't know for sure whether the Packers would trust him to play there. We know that Royce Newman is still ahead of Sean Ryan on the depth chart, but I'm looking at this from a couple different angles. One, if you ever want to know if Sean Ryan is going to pan out or be a part of a long-term future of the offensive line, you got to play him sometime. So maybe give that some consideration. But if you're in a spot where Sean Ryan just absolutely, positively cannot play football on Sunday, you just do not trust him to go out there, then the offensive line that I would go with would be David Bakhtiari. And then at left guard, I'd slide John Runyon Jr. over to the left side. Josh Myers at center. And then I'd go Zach Tom at right guard and Rashid Walker at right tackle. And the reason for those switches, again, assuming David Bakhtiari's health, would basically be to spread the competency for passing versus running along the offensive line, okay? We know that Zach Tom is a superior pass blocker to that that he is run blocker. We know that's also the case for Josh Myers and John Runyon Jr. It's also the case for David Bakhtiari, but on a much, much lesser degree. Bakhtiari is still a very competent run blocker. So. I think that that is the best. Again, Dave Bakhtiari, John Rooney Jr., Josh Myers, Zach Tom, Rashid Walker. If you're going to kick Tom into guard, that is how I envision a balanced slate. What are the Packers probably going to do? In my opinion, they're probably just going to take Tom, slide him over to left guard and put Rashid Walker at right tackle. Probably. Okay, that's my assumption based upon how the Packers operate. I personally don't love that because I think you're getting very unbalanced at certain points on the line, and the defenders are going to know you're not running here. These long linemen aren't runners. Okay. But all of this changes if there's no David Bakhtiari. Let's assume that David Bakhtiari isn't able to go on Sunday. The knee has continued to swell. It's just not in a place where it can play. Then I think you go with Rashid Walker on the left tackle, Zach Tom at left guard, Josh Myers at center, John Runyon Jr. right guard, Yash Nyman right tackle. And the thing is, in terms of pass blocking, that's still going to be a better pass blocking unit than several starting offensive lines across the NFL, which is absolutely bananas to say. But I also wouldn't look at that unit and say, boy, we're going to run the ball 35 times because it's a very good pass blocking unit. Let's leave it at that. So that's how I'd break down the offensive line. Now, there's not a ton else to say at this point, kind of this midweek roundup. Most of the questions in the press conference from Matt LaFleur today were injury related. Of course, that is the topic with Watson and Jones and Bach and Elton and all the injuries across the team. That's the hot topic right now. But in addition to that, Matt LaFleur was also asked about the defense. 
does the defense like what what are you expecting from the defense this coming week and he basically said yeah they got to perform better when asked about the run blocking with this week whether it should be improved whether it needs to improve etc Matt LaFleur actually kind of st- took a step back from just blaming the offensive line and put the blame on the entire offense saying that every single member of the 11-man offense has to do their job the wide receivers the quarterback and even the play caller. And he cited one specific example of calling a halfback toss right into a nickel pressure off the edge, which, yes, is very poor planning. <laughs> and he walked right into it. And on that carry, they lost four yards. So Matt LaFleur referencing that specific play as a play calling snafu, refusing to just entirely throw the offensive line under the bus and saying they need to block better. No, he's saying it's on everyone and he didn't do his typical like it's only on the coaches thing he did say the wide receivers need to pass block or need to run block better jordan love needs to be better everyone just needs to be better for the run game to work he also refused to throw aj Dillon under the bus as well which frankly is pretty notable and other than that the floor was asked about the Saints D. Now I'm going to talk way more about the Saints defense on Friday in the pregame preview because the Saints defense is one of the best in the NFL. And I will throw out there too that May their starting safety was suspended today. So that's one less Saint that the Packers have to go against, which is certainly good news. But when asked about their defense, Matt LaFleur talked about how they play with such speed, such aggression, such intensity. And it comes from both players and scheme. Now he didn't say this, but I will say it for him. This coming Sunday is going to be the biggest test of the season thus far for Jordan Love and the Packers offense. Starting to get healthy would certainly go a long way in aiding their success. Thanks so much for checking out Lombardi Time Brews today. Like I said, tomorrow, live Q&A, me and Claudia right here, right here. Tomorrow at 3 o'clock p.m. Lambo time, doing a Q&A. And then on Friday, I will have out my typical pre-game preview for Packers versus Saints for the Green Bay Packers home opener in week three. Have a great day, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. And as always, Go Pack Go.